Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Hi, Michael. Hey, guys. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Why, thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where we fucked up the script this time. Neither of us has seen this movie, and we suddenly have a guest coming in, deciding when and what we watch, and I don't know if I like it. You've given me too much power, and I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do approve of the maniacal gleam in your eyes, so I'll allow it. Yeah, well, thank you. Exactly. Uh, I dusted one off from um, the, uh, the the vault of movies that we still have from what you're talking about, Willis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And uh, as I wanted to do a long, long time ago, and we finally got a chance to, we watched the 1996 Bruce Willis classic that everyone has definitely seen, Last Man Standing. Not to be confused with that asshole Tim Allen's Anything He Does. Right. Yes. <laughs> good. Good. I'm so glad you specified the year. I love it very much. Yeah, that's the full the full mm-hmm. title. Well, yep. ha- um, yeah. the, the Tim Allen part is part of it, actually. There is there is a yeah. Last Man Standing from 2011, so it actually was important that he specified the year. So thank mm-hmm. you, Michael. Thank you You're for welcome. doing that when in, when it was appropriate to do. I appreciate you and your attention to detail. I appreciate mm-hmm. being appreciated. This is the third of the Michael uh, trilogy, right? The, the second, I think. Oh, is this the second? Oh, what's the yeah. third one? It's almost Heroes, uh, Last Man Standing, and then The Whole Nine Yards is the third one. Oh, of course. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, right. For reasons yes. I don't, I no longer remember. Yeah. We'll have to go <laughs> back and listen. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or are they very important? Oh, shit. It might be that one. Yeah. Hmm. I find this extra appropriate. On the heels of Practical Magic, because Bruce Willis inexplicably came up in that one because one of the reviewers in reviewing Practical Magic lamented the absence of Bruce Willis walking in in a sweaty white teat, like white wife beater and scratching his Uh belly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I I often regret the same thing, but it's like out of my daily life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that we could address the complete lack of Bruce Willis in that movie by... Injecting just a whole heaping helping of 1990s Bruce Willis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis, 1990s, when he was still trying. When he was still <laughs> trying. Back in the trying years. <laughs> it's, almost, yeah. it's almost too much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, just like, oh my, he's using a voice? What's happening here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He had a special gravelly voice he used for this one. Um, which was still fresh, you know? Now his, vo- his vocal cords are totally ruined now, but... Yeah, um, toast. Yeah, yeah. Probably from roles like this. Most likely, yes. Where he tried hard, and like no one knows about this movie. I'm pretty sure almost no one has seen it. Yeah, I mean it. It 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 didn't make back its budget at the box office, so mm-hmm. that would be that would be about right. Yeah, kind of snuck under the radar, but one I watched a, a few times growing up, and I, I I liked it. It's the one where bad guys get shot a lot. Mm-hmm. I like seeing bad guys get shot in movies. Yeah, and and thrown back by the bullets. Yes, spectacularly only, shot. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but specifically, only Bruce Willis's bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has special quantum bullets that fire mm-hmm. through space and time to deliver yes. an impact equaling <laughs> a cannonball. Yeah, which is not at all addressed in the plot or spoken of. It's just visually... There. Yes. How it is. Yeah. And it's just there. The trajectory in physics of both the impact of the bullet and then the way the body flies directionally and distance wise, wild. Just wild. Yeah. It's a wonderful yeah. film. I think it yeah. makes it fun, right? It makes it fun. And otherwise, like, attempt at being gritty and like quasi noir. Like, it's mm-hmm. this weird, you know, anti hero. He plays an anti hero kind of thing. And it's like, None of that really um, lands, but the the visual spectacle of it um, is very. I would I would argue very John Wickian long before John Wick. You know. Yeah, yeah, hmm. and yeah, they definitely I, make a stab at some form of stylized, nuanced ultraviolence. Mm-hmm. And by nuanced, I mean really zany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little yes. bit cartoonish, actually. Yeah, the way yeah. it winds up being. That's what nuanced means, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they were going for like Godfather and they got like, I don't know, like a bit of Looney Tunes. Yeah, and who framed like... Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. They, got, they went for Godfather and we're a little bit closer to who framed Roger Rabbit. Well said, Megan. Yeah, which is which is fairly amusing for like a, you know, it's it's like 
Texas Prohibition era, um, yeah, pseudo noir, like yeah, and then and then it's also ridiculous, mm. which I don't think they acknowledge. No, most, it's mostly. not. The movie is not self-aware. Yeah, <laughs> it is yeah. definitely not self-aware, but um, for the audience, it can be so. Well, I, I ordinarily I feel like I'm supposed to do which is which is which is which here, but I, I feel like perhaps we might be treated to something slightly different. Megan. Yes. Would you like to ask you, Michael? Uh-huh. <laughs> if he would like to summarize this movie. Hold on, let me let me text him. Hold on one second. Yeah, okay, hold on. Uh, guys, I'm sorry to interrupt the podcast. I'm getting a message here. Uh it's from Megan. I'm not gonna respond. I don't really care for her very much. Wait, anyway. so you, you can actually just silence the conversation on that one. Oh wait a hey, hey, oh. my feelings. <laughs> Can't silence those. Um, she won't shut up about them. <laughs> will not. Will not, won't not. I've set such a high bar I, in my days as wrapping the plot. Like, I feel like I've really ascended into rap heaven, um, mm-hmm. and I'm really riding high on, on all that. Um, so I'm just going to just, now I'm going to kind of like be Bruce Willis back into the career. I'm just going to kind of mail this one in. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Um, in honor of, of Bruce Willis. I'm just, you know, I've had a, a storied, illustrious career, you know, uh, with movie-related hip-hop, and I'm just... Uh, you know, this is just, this will just be one that flies under the radar. No big deal. Okay, I'm 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 keeping my my uh, expectations medium. That sounds about right. Okay, good. All right, <clears throat> West Texas, 1920 something. They put a sax underwater and that baseline stumping. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> B. Willie driving down a dirt road about to get silly, and he's kicking up the dust in his busted up car. The voiceover sequiturs are non and noir. Bruce is on the run from back east, maybe the feds. Winds up, winds up in this one horse town, and that one horse is dead. Mm. Welcome to Jericho. Meet my friend Jocko. You looked at Doyle's girl, so we gotta bust your chacos. But you picked the wrong guy, should have saved your breath. He's about to roll up like a fedora at Angel of Death. <laughs> He's got two guns, and they're delightfully exquisite. When he pumps you full of bullets, you defy all the physics. They've got an infinite clip, and they never miss. Corpses somersault and ragdoll like a flopping fish. The sheriff is no good. He's crooked and paid off. Bartender Joe's nice, but something about him is way off. <laughs> then Bruce decides he'll play both sides. Goes down the street to Strozzi and signs up with those guys. Strozzi puts all the spaghetti in this western flick. Giorgio gets slapped around because he's a dick. Then... There's double cross and cover-ups, bootleg heists and stolen trucks, switching sides for a vocation and attempted assassination. Bruce now switched to Doyle's Dole, won't take up a full-time role, pumping girls for information and a bit of fornication. Machiavelli plans will come, man, these fucking gangsters dumb. The money's only good enough to get those ladies on a bus, except... For Doyle's girl, up in a church, when she goes missing, up goes the search. Hickey's brain's the only one that's ticking. They find Bruce and beat him sick. Then it's time to roll up once more with them guns. The arguments become now quite ad hominem. The bodies <laughs> dropping one by one or flying up close to the sun. Next thing you know, the credits roll. The booty sacks is talking. And thus ends an elaborate PSA about the dangers of jaywalking. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nicely done. Michael... That was that was that far exceeded my medium oh expectations. My gosh. That's oh my fantastic. Sequiturs are non and noir. <laughs> Booty sacks. I mean, taking us back to those low, low notes in the soundtrack. <laughs> the soundtrack is special. It's so yes. so special. Oh it's my gosh! That, the end where you just started. Oh, that was good. That yeah. was yeah, delightful. I, I would delightful, say that's Michael. that's one of your top top. Five mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, I'm not. I, I can't I remember how many you've done. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that may have been Five. just not at all a, a compliment. I'm I'm realizing because I cannot remember how many. You've done. It was very good, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, sir. Yes, thank you. Agreed. I'm glad I got some chuckles out of you. It was it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't hit everything that we talked about while we're watching it, but that's why we do the podcast. So yeah, I'm excited exactly. to to dig into it a little bit and. Uh, you know, Fedora resurrect this, angel this zombie of, of a movie. That's <laughs> very, <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep, excellent. Uh, shall we to the critics' corner for a moment? Shall we? Amber, why don't you go ahead and get us started there? It broke Metacritic. Oh. <laughs> what? I, I couldn't find it on Metacritic. Every time I searched for it, it just sort of showed me a big M in a yellow circle. So, huh. I, so I don't think Metacritic bothered with this one is what I think that means. Okay. Yeah. 
So that in and of itself is is interesting, right? We're talking about Bruce Willis. Like he's not some yeah. you know B actor. Uh, this is a Bruce Willis movie, mm-hmm. and doesn't get a review on Metacritic. That's interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Is that like I'm, some like independent film kind of Bruce? You know what I mean? Like this right. is like a major budget movie. Yeah, absolutely. On on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a thirty seven, and the audience gave it a fifty one. Hmm, that's that's low. I mean, yeah, this that's is. Low. This is after Die Hard with a Vengeance. This is right after Twelve Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Right, it's yeah. It's a year before The Fifth Element, and they didn't even bother aggregating. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I wouldn't call it a diamond in a rough. More like, I don't know, like a really useful like flint rock in the rough or something. <laughs> you know, like you could light a fire with it if you struck it enough times. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Not valuable per se, but you know. But you could not use nothing. it for something. Yeah, it's useful. You, yeah, yeah. If you were stuck somewhere and needed to get warm, <laughs> you could maybe hit the movie together and make a little fire. Yeah, just knock two copies of Last Man Standing together because everyone has two copies of Last Man Standing. <laughs> Who does? Uh, just kind of hanging around. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's I, those numbers are too low in my opinion. Like, they're, it's not a great movie. I don't think it's a seventy or an eighty movie, but it's definitely like almost passing you know it's like a six yeah. in the 60s maybe for me but yeah yeah i mean i so so the um the the kind of consensus that i'm reading on rotten tomatoes is that they, they don't they don't like the artistry of it they they call mm. so the directors of walter hill the film chokes up to death on walter hill's dusty artistry it's a desperately cheerless film, so dry and laconic and wrung out that you wonder if the filmmakers ever thought that in any way it could be fun um Hmm. nothing between the action scenes to engage the audience so like the yeah i I think people didn't appreciate the the very bleak kind of um uh tone of this movie is the reading there um and then and then the good ones uh essentially enjoyed a old-fashioned shoot-em-up um it's it's funny like i wouldn't call this an avant-garde movie by any stretch but like in a way, it's a little bit ahead of its time because gritty has been the last 10 years of movies, in my opinion, right? Like, yeah. there's just so many gritty anti-hero stuff that gets put out now yep. where, you know, maybe they just weren't ready for it in 1996. Um, it seems yeah. like uh, that seems to be the, the reaction, right? They're like, oh, there's there's nothing to enjoy here. It's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're starting to get beat down, <laughs> you know, yeah. like by, yeah. by the 2010s, we're like, everyone's just kind of over it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Plot, yeah, joy. Plot, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who needs humanity? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now we just want you know a gritty, individualistic, ultra-violent hero against impossible odds who just gets progressively more and more beat up, bedraggled, and nihilistic as they fight their way through endless streams of faceless, pointless bad guys mm-hmm. of varying skill right. levels. Right. Something like that. But at least the choreography is fucking sick. Mm-hmm. You mean in movies nowadays? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's not there's not much choreography to, to speak of. I mean, it's a shooter movie, right? So, well, they had to choreograph um, those physics that are don't <laughs> don't pretend. They needed to a lot of life. trampolines <laughs> yeah. and helium and uh-huh. I don't know what else. You know, like just, yeah, just a spring lot of shoes, wires and harnesses, so yeah, that they just could just pull them up and back and jerk them people over. back like rag dolls up into the sky and then down again inexplicably 90 degrees to the left from where the bullet <laughs> struck him just <laughs> spun him around yep yep yeah um we we didn't really talk much about christopher walkins in this movie and i think he does an awesome job as uh, a gangster by the name of hickey uh and he's got like this boogeyman backstory situation that gets bandied out through the story so i think that's where you find the fun in this movie mm-hmm. is in Christopher Walken and then some comic relief from the bartender and maybe just some ironic humor from the really bad voiceovers that Bruce Willis does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. They're only bad in terms of content because <laughs> a lot of what he's saying doesn't really make sense. Oh, it makes no mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Like my, one, of, one of my favorite lines was, it was the kind of place that looked like chicken fried steak was the special. Yeah. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? I'm not it, sure it, what you're trying to say about this place. I, I may, that it's not like fancy. I guess because chicken fried steak isn't fancy, but that, that sort of like describes a diner. You know, a diner yeah. isn't yeah. gonna have 
steak au poivre as a special. Right. You know, it'll be burger and fries with the chair. I don't know what you're trying to tell me. It's it's weird, right? Because <laughs> he's in the middle of nowhere. Jericho is well established as a, you know, backwater dirt town that people just drive through on the way to something better. And it's like, why does he need to like bring up a menu of some right. like, yeah. place in order to like denigrate it is what the idea was, I think. And, and like, it also seems like where they are in Jericho, you'd be lucky to get a chicken fried steak. Yeah, like, I think that, that would be pretty I nice. I feel like whiskey is what they subsist on out there pretty much. <laughs> this film establishes a town that is so, so far into the West that Bruce Willis took forever on not roads in his old Ford to get there. And then once he got there, he discovered that Basically, the only people left in this town are criminals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bar owner, an undertaker, and a sheriff who's crooked. So kind of a gray area as to whether or not this individual is a criminal. Oh, that's not true. There's nope, also the mechanic. Right. There's also the there's also there's Cletus. A mechanic. I yeah. almost mm-hmm. forgot the mechanic. Yep. So Oh, and the sex worker. Workers? Worker. I mean, you we know. We only see one. Yeah. So shrug? Yeah. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's implied that there's lots of girls, but yeah, I, the, the women essentially. Megan, yeah. I was talking mm. about humans in the movie. Oh, excuse me, you're right. I uh, I apologize. I hadn't, with agency. I hadn't gotten to the women yet. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. There are, as far as we can tell, a total of three women. Mm-hmm. One of them is for hire. The other two are already engaged as as mm-hmm. the property of of men. Quite mm-hmm. almost literally, yes. Yeah, belonging one one of each to uh, the gang leaders of the the two gangs that are in the town. So, mm-hmm. indeed, each of the gang leaders has a girl. Indeed, yes, w- one Doyle who um, won the 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 aforementioned lady in a card game from her husband. Mm-hmm. So literally, property. Yes, property that yeah. he likes to have cross the street in front of cars from time to time. <laughs> Yes, now we've well left the critics' corner to discuss the main theme of this movie, apparently. So (laughs) when when Bruce Willis drives into this town, like, we get a couple of, like, ominous foreshadowing. There's a dead horse, like, in the middle of the town that's just collecting flies. There's nobody seen walking along the the boardwalk, sidewalk of of the town. Um, There's a couple cars here and there, and uh, he, (laughs) in this no-traffic, totally quiet road... All of a sudden, he has to hit the brakes because uh, some people start walking by. In the front, I believe, is Doyle's girl, as they call her, um, mm-hmm. who uh, is basically a prisoner. And then a gang of uh, goons from from Doyle's gang. And <laughs> they're really upset with Bruce Willis because he looked at her. He looked he at looked Doyle's at girl. Through the windshield while he was mm-hmm. stopping so he didn't run them over? Yeah, pretty much. It- it mm. really is, if if he hadn't stopped, he would have hit them mm-hmm. because they chose to cross the road directly in front of him. And it's it's two men, you know, holding a woman as as they cross the street directly. And he's the only car. There are no other cars. There's no, no traffic here. It is thoroughly empty. But yeah, they got to cross right in front of them. And before she and her entourage has even disappeared into the next building, eight men suddenly appear. And tell him, you don't look at Doyle's girl. As though they saw the car at the edge of town and they thought to themselves, I'm bored. You know what we should do? Mm -hmm. So bored. We should just make her walk in front of his car. (laughs) And we could just like set up. He he won't even see us. He will just suddenly appear. And then (laughs) we'll fuck up his car. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They fucked up the wrong car. Uh, He very calmly like lets them like smash his car and blow out the tire and windshield and everything. And you know, it's kind of just sits there, doesn't bat an eye really. And you know, they kind of walk off laughing. And so he's like, "Well, okay." He kind of shrugs his shoulders, and you can already see like he's this Bruce Willis is playing like this cold blooded um, killer. You know, Mm -hmm. like um, it's insinuated throughout the movie that he was involved with gangs in like Chicago or. and is maybe on the run from something he did uh, up north or up back east or whatever. You know, it, he's, he's trying to figure out, like, am I just going to go shoot this guy for revenge? Or am I going to, like, try and make some money while I'm here? Um, and so he basically ch- chooses both. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. He, he walks does. into Doyle's headquarters and basically 
you know, very calm and casually says, hey, I was, just thought I'd come back and ask for you to pay for my car, basically, right? And the guy's like, I think you're going to have to kill me, you know? And it's like, okay. Dude reaches for his gun, and the next thing he knows, he's being, like, pulled like a parachute string. <laughs> <laughs> just 25 feet. Like, he, he flies so far uh, and rolls so much. It's mm-hmm. like he was hit with a cannonball more than a... Um, yep. like yep. a couple of pistol shots and a cannonball like in an upward motion so that he got some mm-hmm. like air time first yes before Ab- the flipping absolutely and the, yeah. Yeah, his, okay. he, he, yeah. he curls in at the point of impact as though mm-hmm. a medicine ball has connected with his gut at great speed <laughs> mm-hmm. and then yep. he's flung backwards somehow despite the curl in such that when he hits the ground which takes a minute because he was flung so far and so high, mm-hmm. that he then ass over kettles yes, and then sort of rolls horizontally, log style, mm-hmm. at the end there. It's it's beautiful. It's a ballet. It's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's in slow motion, so you get that full effect. Um, it, it's this cue that this movie is going to be a little bit different that I don't know that it ever really fulfills that promise, but... For a, for a spark of a moment, you're like, holy, holy shit, what's happening here? You know, yeah. like, what the hell? Um, it, it seems like that must have been on purpose, right? Oh, there's no way it wasn't, right? Because like, they, you, you can't, cause that's you can't not stunt physics. man that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think, I, yeah. They would have had, they, they had to have some way to fling him. Is right. a yeah. human person cannot throw themselves bodily that mm-hmm. far and that violently to get that level of roll and bounce. They they had to have set up some sort of rigging <laughs> in mm-hmm. order to do that to him. Yeah, there's no CGI, obviously. This is all practical effects. And it it actually boggles the mind to think about how did they pull that off without like it being totally obvious what we're looking at. You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's mostly one shot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were facing the the... the the dude that got shot, like where Bruce Willis, from his point of view, and this dude is just flying <laughs> away from him. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know. I need to kind of. I feel like I need to go back and just watch that scene one more time because it's 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 a cool shot. It's just a cool moment yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And then he spins around and shoots at all the dudes that are like watching just for good measure, just mm-hmm. say, "Hey, you fucked with the wrong guy." Yep. He doesn't kill anybody else, but just like riddles the whole place with bullets with his infinite pistol guns. Yes. Because mm-hmm. um, that would end it too soon. He has to mm. kill their big guy, the guy who talks talks a big game, you know, the front man of the car beating up moment. And then he has to put some fear into the little goons because we don't care about mm-hmm. them. They're not really worth it. But he, if he takes them all out now, the game's over too soon. He right. can't make money off of corpses. He's got to play both sides against each other. There's two gangs in town, no other people. Well, I got to make myself seem scary so that everybody wants to hire me. And then I'm going to stir up some fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly and this is where he he's does. kind of like a very muted, but very almost puckish. Like he's just he's having fun. Oh too. yeah, like he's not smiling, but he's no. he's just fucking with these people. Yeah, yeah. This is this is his. I we thought that these um you know these this gang was sitting in the middle of the road being bored. He was Bruce Willie was bored going through mm-hmm. and was just like, Meh, you stopped me. Let's let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he calculates that he is single-handedly stronger than everybody in the town, which ends up being true. But like, mm-hmm. might as well be a god amongst ants here and collect some money and um, and play both sides. So he he goes to the other gang, which is the Italian gang, uh, gets hired um, and helps them uh, basically pull like a heist. The, all the gangs are both bootleggers, um, so that's the competition in the town. Is they're both. Um, you know, they have their affiliated gangs back north or whatever. And so he helps, um, they have a truce supposedly. And so he helps, um, the one side kind of one up, uh, the other and breaks the truce so that he can make money. Exactly. So he, but he doesn't obviously respect the people he's working for, nor does he have any loyalty to them. So as soon as an opportunity presents itself to make money from the other side, he sort of takes it, but also doesn't, outright agree to work for them seemingly just to piss them off and because he can Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's this beautiful power play of 
yeah, give me a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, I'll do this thing for you, but that doesn't mean it work for you. <laughs> right, right. You don't yeah. want to be tied yeah. into anybody. Yeah. They they explicitly ask him to assassinate the the leaders of the Italian gang, and he says, uh, "I'm not an assassin." So he has like a weird code. Is also in this movie, mm-hmm. um, and it's hard to to suss out. Like he he'll kill people for money, but he won't assassinate anybody. So he won't sneaky kill, but he'll Machiavellian like trick people and play them against each other to get killed. Right. Right. So this is a weird little gray line in there. Um, he'll pay women for sex, but he won't stand for women being beaten or mm-hmm. abused, um, which does happen a lot in the movie, unfortunately. Yep. Um, and that ends up being described as his weakness later, is that he uh, he makes some decisions that they're not in his own best interests uh, in, in order to save a couple of women along the way. So, so I mean... Interestingly, so he saves these women along the way. Mm-hmm. Does he care for these women? No, no. They're, they're, I mean, one of them he has sex with, and one of them is uh, mm-hmm. easy on the eyes. Actually, two of them he has sex with. One he yeah. has sex with mm-hmm. for money, and she sort of betrays him because she was yeah. in fear for her life. The other one he has sex with while also using her as a mole to get information. And the mm-hmm. other one he doesn't have sex with, but he thinks she's pretty, and she's the one mm-hmm. who you know was one in a card game, so I think he also has a little soft spot for her sex slavery so Mm -hmm. so he 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 saves these like he saves all the women in the town essentially and 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 ships them off yeah like i think each of them each of them gets like five hundred dollars from him yeah yep to be sent off to safety yeah yeah and and then he kind of as we're kind of alluding to, he's he's getting into these gangs and he kind of is pitting them against each other and 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 kind of dismantling them from the inside out yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. He's so, he's a. Uh, I mean, yeah. essentially, he's he's found himself uh, in the midst of two criminal organizations who are, mm-hmm. have really hurt this town. They they've run so many people off at this point that they can't keep the power on, and no one can run the switchboard for the phones. Like it's it's bad. Uh, the bar yeah. is empty. The owner is insane, so he's sticking around just to watch people get killed. I love that guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, two yeah. criminal yeah. organizations that are ruining this town and continuing to do so, and. Uh, Three women who are in a terrible, terrible situation, um, who really need outside help to, to get out of. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You know what this reminds me so, of a little bit? Yeah, what's that, Amber? Uh, taken. Taken. Uh, this doesn't sound anything like Taken. You know, that's the thing. It does oh. and it doesn't, Megan. Hmm. Because you see how he did something about it. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Every single woman was saved yeah and the Hmm. criminal organizations were thoroughly dismantled yeah because he had the power to do it he could do it yes so he did it so So he he did did it it. yeah and he didn't he didn't particularly care for any one woman but no he he was not going to meet up with them later they weren't related to him they didn't they took money from him it, it actually yeah. profited him negatively to do this thing. In fact, mm-hmm. saving the last one got his ass beat to hell. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nearly beaten to death by the giant Jocko. Oh, Jocko. Uh, yeah. Yeah, with his big meaty fists and body that can only be killed by 20 bullets. <laughs> it took 20 bullets to bring him down. As you know, if you're a bigger person, it takes mm-hmm. way more bullets inside of your heart to bring you down. Yeah. yeah one is not enough. Movie which, logic, which Bruce Willis shot from, uh, uh the, the gun of uh, like a six shooter, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without reloading, don't worry. Without about it. reloading, yeah. No, no. <laughs> but you bring up a really interesting point because okay, so in Taken, here's a man with a certain set of skills, mm-hmm. and he's trying to get his daughter, mm-hmm. and along the way has the opportunity to not be a total dickwad and mm-hmm. rescue, just like take a few seconds out of his day to like save somebody's life. In this movie, we have Bruce Willis, who is not a hero. He's not a good guy no. by any stretch. But along the way, he can go out of his way slightly, and in some ways, in, in like to what we we're just saying, like to his detriment right. specifically, um, because what they're doing to these women is totally wrong. And so he has a little bit of a conscience, even though he said earlier in the movie he was born without a conscience. Right. Uh, that was a lie, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, more right. of a conscience than. Uh... Liam Brian. has, yeah, yeah. Brian does into the Takens. Um, it's a, it is a tired trope, though. Like the you know man comes in and saves the woman 
kind of damsel in distress bullshit. That that's still bullshit. But yeah, I oh, guess sure. it's less bullshit than taken. That's the yeah. thing. It's bullshit. Yeah. But now that there's a new level of bullshit, <laughs> we've we've sort of climbed out of it and we're like just like nip deep at this point mm-hmm. and it feels nice cuz mm-hmm. it was getting in my mouth when I was yeah. watching Taken. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And now now we're at least floating above it a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. That's good. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I can't imagine it was fun to watch those the, the female characters um cuz they're all just victims. I, I don't know about. So there's the sex worker who um, was so nervous because she knew it was coming that she was talking the whole time mm-hmm. during their the lovemaking, which was pretty funny, actually, yeah, like yeah. while it was happening in the movie. Um, and, you know, all of a sudden these guys bust in and try to kill uh, Bruce Willis. And then, you know, they then it's really icky when he holds a gun to her because he knows that she ratted him out or said that he was going to be there so that they could kill him. Right. But then he feels bad about that and pays for her to get out of jail and... Um, and she can take the bus out of town. Apparently, there's this bus that comes to town to take people away. <laughs> it's never Although, seen, but it's often spoken of. Which is funny because at this point, there's no one there. The, the two gangs, like we said, yeah. the two gangs, the sheriff and the deputy, the mechanic, and the undertaker, the undertaker yeah. and Joe. The Who bartender is getting on and off this bus. <laughs> Who's getting? Why, why does it come coming every day? Last stop to Jericho. Oh wait, I'm just talking to myself. Also, I don't exist. <laughs> oh man, it's, yeah. it's bizarre. Anyway, the point I was trying to make was like that. That part was pretty icky. Then he, um, James Bondishly, manipulates Strazzi's girl yeah. who is presented as having a loud mouth because she actually talks back whenever they abuse her verbally. Right. Um, and then later they hold her down and cut off her ear. This happens off screen, but she shows the, the wound and it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just really horrible. And then um, Doyle's girl, the kidnapped one has a daughter that she wants to get back to. And the only free time she ever has is when she's goes to this abandoned church and prays. And that's basically all she does all day. Um, it's, it's just, it's really bleak and sad. Mm. It's super, yeah, super bleak. Yeah, and much is made of Doyle's girl, whose, whose character's name is Felina, being a half breed Indian, and they just keep saying half breed, half breed, half breed, including Doyle, who who <laughs> you know says he loves her, <laughs> you know, who is mm-hmm. creepily obsessed with her. Oh, he's obsessed he's with her, right? It's not in love. a very it's, disgusting way. Yeah, it's it's upsetting for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he has these little monologues. Um, it's the same actor who plays the bad guy in The Warriors. Um, and he's he's really good at being an icky bad guy. Um, and yeah, he just has these little monologues where he's like talking about how much he loves her and how thanks to him, like she was pulled up from poverty. Like she used to just live in this little village, but now she's somebody because she's my girl. You know, like that kind of stuff. And it's like really twisted and sick. Yeah. And it's like, I can't wait. This is why I'm coming back to liking the movie is that Bruce Willis kills all these fuckers. You know, like it's yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's 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 a lot of toxic masculinity that gets uh, riddled with bullets, which is kind of nice. Yeah, it's true. But by, by a pretty toxic masculine figure yeah, as well. No doubt. But, you know, no doubt. Yeah. Yep. But still, the, the competition between John Smith and Hickey in this movie is is interesting. It's like I, I think it's supposed to be who has the least conscience or who can create the biggest aura of fear Mm. and cult of personality around them like after killing so many people on both sides you know john smith is like people approach him very cautiously at at some point during the movie right and um they don't show it on screen but you can imagine that they speak in hushed tones of john smith just as like they would of hickey right Mm. and so they're seen as these two titans if you will um and, and Hickey also, like, has some ties back east or whatever, like, with, with bigger gangs is the idea. And, you know, he's just, he's down in Jericho slumming it for whatever reason. And it's it's, it's interesting. Like, what what is the, why are these two facing off at the end? It, it's, it's, it's more of what they're able to do um, psychologically as well as physically, I guess. Uh, and, and the big shootout at the end where, where Bruce Willis like just murders everybody in Doyle's gang, he does it with his two pistols, you know? Mm-hmm. He doesn't do it with a Tommy gun the way if Hickey was trying to do the same thing would have done. So I I don't know. I find myself rambling because it's, it ends up being a bit incoherent, I think is probably why 
Like, I don't know if it landed, it, whatever they were trying to do. There is a question what they're trying to say, if they're trying to say anything. Because, yeah, they, they're mm. all using guns, but the Hickey character is has less of a conscience, but does possess loyalty. Whereas mm-hmm. the John Smith character doesn't have loyalty of any kind except to himself, but is hampered, is, is much how the movie presents it, with a conscience about innocent people. It's not, it's almost pitting those concepts against each other. You know, the man with no loyalties but a conscience. That almost sounds like uh, 13 Assassins. It does, it does a little bit. Like Hanbei and, um, and Shinza. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not nearly done as well, of course. But Whereas, like, Hickey doesn't care who he kills as long as he kills for the organization, as long as he's, he's mm-hmm. part of something and is loyal to it. Uh, and and he has no respect for her for a man who doesn't have loyalty. A gun for hire right. is scum, as far as he's concerned. Yeah, that's a good point. But he also burned down an orphanage just to watch children go up like candles. So I don't, yeah. I don't really it's know. Disturbing. If yes. I care how he feels about loyalty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Megan, I'm wondering if you had a favorite scene or a favorite moment during the during the movie. One one of my favorite, just like low-key moments was when Bruce Willis has now pissed off both sides of of, um, these crime families. And he's just, he's fucking sitting out on a porch (laughs) eating an apple with like his foot up and um, and eating an apple with like a switchblade and just not a care in the world. I mean, he's just he's, he's just posturing right this is all bravado that he's putting out there he's like i'm being the biggest ass here and everybody in this town wants me dead but i can just sit here because they won't do shit about it because i'm essentially invincible because of i'm such a good shot it is um he's he's already shows up shoots a guy in one gang works for the other gang but also flips them off then goes and sort of works for the other gang that he shot the guy from but then yeah. also tells him to go fuck themselves and then yeah. puts himself out publicly giving zero fucks. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that's off after he publicly uh, beat the snot out of Giorgio yes. who was running his mouth. Right. Because he says he's going to quit Strazi's gang and they like pull a gun on him and said, no, no one quits us. And he pulls his gun on them and they back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They back the fuck down and he, he kicks and like, you know, slaps around Georgie, Giorgio for, for running his mouth. It it was a moment where like you can see his reputation is already transcended like what they're used to. You yep. know, they they already fear him so much. He's not yep. holed up somewhere, he's not keeping his back to the wall, he's not keeping his guns in his hand. Nah, he's eating a fucking apple out on the porch. Yeah. Cash <laughs> as hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. It's pretty great. Yeah. I, I had a favorite part. I, I want to share a bit. I, I want to make sure, Amber, did, did you have a favorite part that you want to talk about? Honestly, I feel like, Megan, that, that was, I think, that yeah. was the one. <laughs> I think one. that may have been mine. Uh-huh. It was pretty good. Yeah. Other other than there, our headcanon of the bus that comes to town is actually a bus <laughs> looking for every bus that disappears because every time a vehicle comes to town, they mm-hmm. drag Doyle's woman in front of it and then murder everyone who looks at her. But everyone has to look at her because they, they jaywalk Just. her directly in front of the vehicle. <laughs> so every day the bus comes to town at noon, Doyle's girl gets trotted out, everyone dies. And so the next day they have to send another bus to see what happened to the last bus. But... Here comes fucking Doyle's girl again. <laughs> There's a bus graveyard somewhere There's in Jericho. A, yeah, There's a bus graveyard There's out like back. Just a bus depot back there with like <laughs> hundreds of buses. We yeah. missed a good chunk of the movie because we were laughing so hard at this end joke. <laughs> it was pretty good though, because the moment we realized that that's not the first time that they must have walked in front of a car going down the street. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that. Yeah, that was, just, that was wonderful. Um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Michael, do you have a favorite scene? Mm. Uh, I do. It, it, it's funny because um, it doesn't super duper involve Bruce Willis a whole lot. So he gets he gets brought in. Um, long story short, there's a, a border patrol agent that gets killed in, in the you know back and forth of all this double crossing, and uh, I think Hickey shoots him in Mexico um, to get revenge for this and that. So this, uh, this ranger, this marshal or some, you know, higher up in law enforcement comes in and he gives this 
really yes. great speech mm-hmm. to uh, he's got this like wild look in his eye and he basically says something like you know I, i'm not a idealist i i think that you know a, a certain amount of corruption in human nature is fine but two gangs is too many so i'm going to come back and uh with 20 shooters and there's either going to be one gang in town or no gangs in town. Mm-hmm. I was like, you thought Bruce Willis was like fucking the, the man. This guy is like, he's confident. He's like, I'm just going to kill all the gangs. Every, unless, everybody, unless if one I come, side wins. Yeah, yeah. If you make me come back to town and there's still two gangs here, everybody dies. Yes. That is yeah. exactly what he said. Yep. This, town and is this dude is in the movie. People. For like two minutes, yeah. and it gives me shivers every time. I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dad, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, it definitely has that feeling of, okay, you know what? We knew what was going on here, and we were fine with it, because who the fuck cares? Like, all the good people left. It's some shitheel town. I don't... But she killed a border agent. Yeah. So now we have to give a shit. And I don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. here's what's going to happen. I come back and there's one gang. We walk away. We get it. Crime happens. If there's still two, this town is gone. We are mm-hmm. done. Yep, it is yep. such a nuke it from space, just to be sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's some kind of real. I'm not even sure how to uh, articulate it, but there's some kind of real politic there, or some kind of just like I don't know, death from above, Wyatt Earp kind of badassery yeah. there. I just don't know what it is, but it's. He's saying this to Bruce Willis, who's supposed mm. to be the badass of the movie. And Bruce Willis is sitting there like almost like a kid. Yeah. Being lectured by his dad. Getting a talking to. He can't do shit about it. Yep. Getting a talking to, right? Um, and it, just everybody's in a gang in this movie, right? Yeah. Like the, there's yeah. the two gangs in town. There's there's the Mexicans who, you know, are part of the bootleg operation. They play both sides too. And then there's the law, which the is law like, gang. if yeah. you, which is... Uh, it's actually hits a little hard at home because it's like that's kind of how, um, you know, and and I don't want to get too um, too real, but like in you know you read the news and it's like the cops have this really tight bond where if you mess with one of them, then they're they're going to to roll up on you really hard. Again, the movie I don't think is trying to make a lot of points, but to represent the law enforcement as a kind of gang, not that much different than the other ones, just. They have a badge and some, you know, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, authenticity? Authority. Authority. Authority, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somehow, uh, legitimacy, I think, is legitimacy. what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have some kind of legitimacy, it's but not really. Government sanctioned. Like, yeah. it's... Yeah. Yeah. But not really, though, right? It's, that, that law, the officer was just as bad as anybody else. He just accidentally yeah. killed one of his dudes. Yep. He doesn't give a, a flying fuck about... The women, the exactly. the town, yeah. the gangs, the bootlegging. Yeah. We didn't yep. care yeah. what was being done to the people in this town until it spilled out into our gang of law enforcement. Yeah. And since this isn't a decent town filled with decent people, it's the fucking Wild West. That means it's Wild West law rules. And that means mm-hmm. wipeout. We get mm-hmm. to do a wipeout. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. It very much is, here's the third. And it... Because a lot of the idealism in Westerns was the American narrative of settling untamed, you know, getting past the reach of government and living on your own individualistic, rugged terms and settling this wild country, but not the wildness in man. To have the government be able to just kind of waltz in and say, y'all are done with your little fun game. Mm -hmm. We've decided it's over. Is, yeah. is a very, is, is a pall that you don't usually get on Westerns, unless they kind of end in a sad way where, oh, here comes government modernization. I guess I got to go even farther west to get my sweet freedom. <laughs> well, there's that. And there's like, there there are, there is the trope in Westerns of like the crooked cop or the local oh, yeah. sheriff yeah. that is too cowardly to do anything. So the hero that walks in has to save the day. But the hero who walks in is usually the law abiding one, the Wyatt Earp type, the, um, uh, what you call that fat asshole? Um, <laughs> a partner? Uh, shit, what's his name? John Wayne. John Wayne, thank John you. John fucking yeah. Wayne, there it is. The John Wayne dude comes into the western town and fixes everything. Like, that's that's how the story's supposed to go. And he's supposed to be this good guy, usually, mm-hmm. right? And there are westerns that play with that trope, and they have some anti-heroes and stuff like that. But this is not a western. It's like a western that's not a western. It's like, he, it's it's Chicago gang proxy war 
and the law's not good, the the gangs are not good, the hero's not good. He's maybe the least bad of them all, but like, but not good. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, still yeah. not good. So it's just kind of like it plays with those tropes. I think in an interesting way. Again, I'm not sure if it lands any particular place, but I think it's interesting that they tried to do something different. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. in the interstitial bits, when they're trying, a lot of people get a very amusingly murdered by very loud yeah. guns that disobey <laughs> physics, and they're all terrible. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah, go flying. How did you go up? Okay, well, I'm glad you did. A lot of people get shot like on the same level, Mm -hmm. and they fly up. Yeah, (laughs) yep. So crazy. It's great. Um, Impressive, impressive. This is fun to watch for that reason. It is. Yeah, and we keep calling it noir, but like, like it's not just the setting and the tone, but like you're talking about that scene with the um the marshal that comes in and like, there's just all the lighting is always like that framed lighting across their eyes. Yeah. And like, um, you know, <laughs> which is funny because like it's across his eyes and then you turn to Bruce Willis and it's across Bruce Willis's eyes. And it's like, <laughs> what is the lighting in here? Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of Angelica Houston. in yes. The Adams family. Just, yes, exactly just like that. Really well lit, but just across the eyes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just yeah, making fun like of that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very funny. Yeah, that's that's really good. That's really good. Uh, very perceptive of you, Megan, to notice that. I, I I hadn't thought about that, but now that I think about it, it's like very much that. Just, just these little things that are just like pull you out of the real, like the supposed re- reality and grittiness of the movie. Um, it's like a, it's like if you tried to paint a photograph, you know, like it's not going to be exactly like a photograph. It's going to have the same image, maybe, but it's going to have some imperfections in there. Uh, that make it distinct. Um, one of my other favorite people who's on the screen for less than a minute total is the Undertaker, who we see every so often. Oh, and mm-hmm. like, especially in the beginning when Bruce Willis has only killed a couple of people, like you'll see, like he walks when Bruce Willis go- comes into town, the Undertaker is boxing somebody up, and then you know he boxes up like, vertically by the way vertically and, always sorry, vertically yeah. always like yeah. on display in the you know in the window <laughs> in the picture yeah. window yeah <laughs> yeah and um it's where's aren't the coffins they're the people they're the, the people, people. <laughs> well, he's, he's he's like you know fresh bodies for sale <laughs> he's, fresh he's bodies. dolling them up good with nice ties and stuff um and then like subsequently like other people that that Bruce Willis murders um end up in that same picture window and the undertaker like always gives like a little smile and a tip of the cap to the <laughs> to, to John Smith because it's giving him business uh yeah. and it's, it's funny uh, it's, it's just delightful it's yeah. funny yep. it's it's one of the little moments of delight is like right, that's, exactly. that's pretty funny mm-hmm. just sort of a wink and a nudge and a self awareness at the end when it a true massacres are happening he gets a full doff of the cap That's and sort true. of like yeah. and, a bow. and a bow. Like, mm-hmm. my hat's off to you, fair murderer. <laughs> Look at the fruits yeah, of your labors. At that point, there's literally no one left to pay the undertaker, Agreed. though. I think those bodies are just going to rot. Yeah. And it makes Although, you realize yeah. this shit was just for him. It wasn't about the money. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. I, I believe that 100%. That is definitely the case. Nobody was yeah. paying him the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> he just likes making up dead bodies. Well, there hasn't been he an undertaker in cadavers. here for 50 years. <laughs> Every single one of these coffees is, coffins is full. He doesn't bury them. We don't have a graveyard in town. How come nobody noticed this? <laughs> Uh, yay. Delightful. Last Man Standing 2, The Undertaker Story. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Yeah. Do we want to, like, wrap it up with that final scene? Or is there other things folks want to talk about? Uh, yeah. The, I think the, the final moment, there's... I'm not sure what I want to say about it. So, you know, Bruce has been beat up. He kills everybody in Doyle's gang except for Doyle and Hickey. Um, and so they drive up to the abandoned church where he's been hiding out. And they have this standoff. <laughs> so I was thinking about our other hand cannon shit that we started talking about. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Megan started laughing, so I started laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I actually, I'm not sure I remember. So let me keep talking and then you interrupt okay, me go with ahead. Yep. the funny thing. Um, 
so Doyle is like, we can bury the hatchet. Like after every, he's lost everything. And he's like, we can bury the hatchet. And I, I, I want to find my girl. You know, and he starts talking and monologuing about his Just girl again. obsessed. And then, yeah. blow! Yeah. He gets shot. And it's not Bruce Willis that shoots him. It's Joe. It's oh, Joe. Joe the bartender. Yep. Lays out. And that's actually another really favorite moment of mine because he wanted revenge for what was done to the town and all the decent people that were run off. And Joe's a little bit squirrely and kooky, but like, you know, he, he, that was nice to see like somebody from the town actually yeah, give some justice, you know? Yeah. And then I think he um, literally says, well, that's it. I'm just going to watch from now. <laughs> like, and he yeah. goes and hides behind like a burnout table. Yep. <laughs> like, it's hilarious. It's very he, good. Like, he almost like does a little like jig, like his shoulders <laughs> go up to his ears like, well, okay, I'm done. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and so then it's just John Smith and Hickey and Hickey does, he did this routine earlier in the movie where he's like. I don't want to fight, you know, and he drops his Tommy gun. Uh, he's like, I don't want to die in Texas, you know, maybe Chicago, maybe I'll see you there someday. And then he turns around and he's about to get back in the car, but he says this line, he says, you're not the kind of guy that shoot a man in the back. And earlier in the movie, he said the same thing. And then he turned around and like blasted a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Um, but then he turns around and Bruce Willis uh, shoots him. And that's he, it. Yeah. But, yeah. but he falls He falls really funny. He like, yeah. instead of like flying into the air, like everyone else that Bruce Willis shoots, he just kind of falls the wrong way. Yeah, he falls forward and to the right somehow. He, yeah, he shoots and, off to to the right. The bullet yeah. hits him head on, but he shoots off that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then also sort of spins around. And then ends up like yeah. head over, yeah, head to, yeah, it's very And then confusing. almost like melts into the ground like a, the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just like, he just sort of puddles. Like, yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. So that was, you know, it was a little anticlimactic but like they, they tried to set that up with the, the yeah. scene earlier in the movie and it was it was fine. Yep. And then Bruce just gets in his car and drives away. Drives he's into the... broken penniless, has gained nothing. Yep. Except he just, maybe a lot of experience points for killing all the people. <laughs> That's right. Yes. He, he might have leveled really, up a couple times. He was grinding for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and probably uh, maybe changed his sort of reputation uh, in, in the world by uh, mm-hmm. helping out those women, you know? Yeah. Could be. Maybe. maybe. Maybe he's trying to like switch alignments. I don't know. Yeah. Could be. I think the reason I was laughing. Yes. And my guess is the reason Megan was laughing is that, Michael, do you remember how they found him in the abandoned yeah. church? <laughs> this is a, another amazing moment where, so he's recovering from getting his ass beat so bad. Um, and Joe and the sheriff switches a little bit too. He yeah. decides to help um, uh, John Smith out. So they, they hide him up in the abandoned church. But apparently they're making daily food runs. Because <laughs> the sheriff shows up and he's like, uh, I'm sorry, but they got Joe. They, they, it was just too obvious. All the food and medicine that they were, he was bringing out here every day. Just like every that day. That was your plan. <laughs> every day you brought him food every day. You weirdos. You, you do see Joe sort of like busily, practically humming, put to, putting together this very obvious care package in his bar of like loaves loaf of, of bread, bread and yeah. giant rolls of. Bandages. Yeah, it's not it's only subtle. one place he's going. It's not yeah. subtle at all. And I'm the gangsters roll into the bar, get some stuff for like, John. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well have been singing that. And it's like surprised when the gangsters show up and like kidnap him and and all that. So and, it's just yeah, it's comical how uh, surreptitious he wasn't. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nobody in this town. The fact that. Someone was leaving and coming back every single day should have made them very suspicious. They didn't yeah. have yeah. to torture him. They just had to follow him. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm. And that is that is actually yeah. the other show of conscience. Wounded, yes, right, gunless, yeah. mm-hmm. he decides to go save Joe. Right. Yeah. And that's when the sheriff gives him his guns, also changing his alignment to assist mm-hmm. in the saving of Joe. Right. Yeah. It's a nice moment. Yeah. It's a nice it is. moment. But yeah, there's there's some let's say non-realistic motivation or thinking going on in the film from time to time. For sure. Aside also from the, like the weird non sequiturs and the voiceovers. It's just like Yeah. What was the part um Oh yeah, there's a part earlier where Doyle is trying to get him to work for him and he's like, "Oh, I'll think about it." And then Doyle just suddenly shouts, "You think the meek are going to inherit the earth?" <laughs> what? The like what what 
didn't say that. I don't understand why <laughs> you're yelling just that at me. <laughs> yeah. Because you won't be there to see it. What? What? <laughs> I feel like they, they took a bunch of nar- noir scripts and cut them up and then just pulled lines out of a hat and out just of a kind hat. of yeah. like, put them in there. Yeah. yeah. That that makes sense. Cause, yeah. And that's where the chicken fried steak probably came from, For too. sure. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Amber described it as a. Uh, um, uh, noir refrigerator poetry. Like when you can just get yeah. like. There's a lot of found yeah. poems in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're totally right about that. So on the rock scale, regrettable outstanding creasables are K. Michael, our guest, what would you rate this? I don't think this movie is particularly crazeballs. It's, it's a pretty straightforward action movie. I can't say that it's outstanding. It, it attempts to do a lot of things and doesn't quite stick the landing, but it. I I like that it it tried. So I I think I rate this a pretty solid K. Like it's it's okay. It's okay movie. It's it's entertaining to watch. Um it 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 <laughs> it does enough things a little bit different that it's um interesting and 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 good. I think it's a good movie. It's K. Amber? I feel like for me the action made it crazy. The action and the insane moments of dialogue where you're just kind of wait, what are you what? What? I, that do you know that made no sense? You don't. You don't. Oh, you don't care. Oh, we've moved past it. We're we're next scene is happening. <laughs> we, it just it amuses me. It's delightful. The shooting is hilarious. I feel like that adds a craze balls element to it. It is. It's a K movie. It's it's solid. It's entertaining. It's fun to laugh at. And there are some some good moments. And there's some great actors doing really silly stuff. And you're right. The mm-hmm. the the Marshall scene that two minutes is chilling. It's Daddy has come to lay down the law. Here's what's gonna happen, kids. You're gonna get spanked if I have yeah. to come mm-hmm. in and clean up this mess. Around. Mm-hmm. It's like you, br- you and your sister ruined the house. Clean it, <laughs> okay, or I burn it to the ground with you in it. Those are your choices. Is this getting autobiographical, Amber? Or? <laughs> <laughs> May have had to set a fire or two just because we made too much of a mess. I see. Uh, no, no, I've never committed arson. That we know of. That we know of. <laughs> But yeah, yeah no, it, it it feels it's K craze balls. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I think it's a, yeah, I agree. Solid solid K with some craze. I mean like the 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 sitting the the motivations of Bruce Willis in this movie are are hysterical to me that he's just a <laughs> shitster and like yes. he's so cocky, gives zero fucks about anything until he all of a sudden does. Yes. And uh we, he all of a sudden does. In in saving Doyle's girl, right? And I mm-hmm. love that we've we've been referring to her almost predominantly as Doyle's girl. That is what they call her in the that movie. That is what they call her. I know she has a name, but I didn't really know it till I looked at Wikipedia. Because exactly. Don't so I'm I'm following the, the canon of the movie. Yeah. So he decides to really care when it comes to her. He's been a shit star up until this point. He's he's mostly been making money for himself and fucking around and being untouchable. But ooh, he decides to burn it all for her. So he assassinates a whole group of Doyle's guys after being, like, immediately after being told where the safe house that she's being kept is. And then rather than leaving, mm-hmm. he sticks around and claims somebody else must have done it just before he got there. Mm-hmm. But he also keeps her crucifix on him. Yeah. Which she gave to him in thanks. And then goes to lounge in a bathtub nowhere near his gun. So the second yeah. he decides to start giving a shit, he also stops giving a shit? Mm-hmm. He stops thinking clearly. Yeah. Well, that's and that's uh, that's another thing that's kind of icky about the movie is like women have made him weak is like the subtext of that. And right. I, I hate that. It's that literally sucks. what the, yeah, the sheriff says Her softness point, made, yeah. made him soft, which made, that's the reason he got his ass yeah. beat was her fault. Yep. You know yeah. what? Lame. Maybe if he he'd had sex with her, he could have reclaimed his power, but he didn't. And he didn't. And that's he why he got go. beat beat all to hell. Yeah. Thankfully, there were no women left in the town at the end, so he could reclaim his vir- virility and gun mm-hmm. prowess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's very entertaining, <laughs> and the head cannon in it just makes me so happy. Yeah. yeah. The, yep, the, the, sure. the jokes we were able to come up with, were, I I think were 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 B plus to A minus. Yeah. They were great. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Michael, do you have a Sneha story? Uh, not any in particular. She's in London right now with her mom. They decided to go. Um, 
I the last time I so I've been to London once. Um, uh, it's, I guess it's been twelve years at this point, longer than that. And um, so Adrian and I went to the Tower of London. I'm a big nerd, like going to to like museums. Anytime there's armor and swords anywhere, like I want to <laughs> take a million pictures of it. And in the Tower of London, they have this cool statue of a dragon. It's, the dragon is probably twenty feet tall, and it's made out of like shields and like. Um, it's this cool design of like made out of weapons, but it's like a dragon. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool looking. Uh, so I have this, it's, it's still my Facebook photo because I haven't been on Facebook in 12 years either, uh, where I'm like raising my fists like I'm about to square off with the dragon. And uh, so Adrian is with Sneha in London now, and they went to the Tower of London, and um, I got uh, a bunch of pictures on, like sent while I was sleeping uh, of Sneha squaring off with the yes. dragon and uh, like doing a fight with the dragon. And she was really excited to do that because Adrian told her the story of me fighting the dragon. Anyway, I, I have lots of stories that I tell Sneha about how I, like I have a, a big decorative sword that I bought. This is, a, this is another long story. The one and only time I was ever on eBay, I accidentally bought a sword. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, it hangs in my house and I tell Sneha all these crazy stories about how like I would fight dragons or befriend dragons or like go into the cave. And I would, yeah, I would take my dragon slayer sword with me, of course. And so I think that she still kind of buys into that. I don't think that she believes it at all, but like, the fun of telling these dragon stories. And now, now she has a dragon story where she got to fight the dragon. Awesome. It's cool. Yay. Guess it's time it. for a sword then. Yep. I guess I need to buy, get on eBay. Now. Yep. Get, get on eBay for the second time ever. <laughs> time to whoopsie buy a sword. Whoopsie <laughs> <laughs> doodle. <laughs> um, All right, Megan, do you have a quick niece's story? We're running long here. I know. I know. So, Harkening back a long time ago to Christmas, um, Maddie uh, was really enjoying presents just in in general, um, and so uh, she would sometimes help open the present, and um, whether or not it was for her or not, she would say, "Oh, it's so pretty." What is it? <laughs> it was just a very like innocent of like, "Oh, this is fantastic." I wonder what it is. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> didn't matter it was socks or like a book but like it was always so exciting it came out of a wrapped box and therefore is magical by association i get it yeah yeah the the magic of christmas in a child like every like everything oh that that tissue on the ground is so it's like it's like a snowflake you know like their imagination is just like so yeah absolutely activated yep so that's and, and that's very sweet yeah excellent uh anybody have recommendations they'd like to share you guys already recommended vox machina we, we did, did yeah. tacitly yeah. sort of um mostly so i can to, just say mostly to you amber and yes. megan got it right yeah so this is a question that we actually proposed on that podcast of like what does somebody who hasn't watched uh, uh many many hours of critical role think of this michael i i enjoyed it yeah it's it's a ragtag band of ne'er-do-wells who save the world it's always a fun thing to do um it vacillates between being very, very funny and very, very lighthearted to being very, very dark and serious. And it does it well, I think. And, you know, when you have a big cast, it can be hard to give everybody meaningful screen time. But there's something delightful about each of the characters. And I thought it was great. Excellent. Yeah. I don't know how you fit 100 hours of content into 12 30-minute episodes, but they found a way. Yeah. Animation's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Excellent. A data point. Yeah. Amber and Megan got it right. Love to hear it. <laughs> well, this has been lovely. I love mm-hmm. our guest episodes, Michael. We'll have to do one again soon. Yeah. Uh, maybe very soon. And, uh, you know, I hope you both have a good weekend this year. I guess we can we can say goodbye Thank right you. here. Yeah. Well, yeah, well absolutely. I, yeah, absolutely. I will, I'll close like I always do with... First, by asking, does anybody, does does everybody remember um, Bruce Willis's singing phase with his, with his alter ego Bruno? No, mm, strange. No, I've wiped it from my memory if I ever knew. Okay, so so here is a song called "Coming Right Up." <clears throat> um, may I take your order? Bourbon on the rocks, splash of water, coming right up, coming right up. All alone, don't be nervous. Bruno's here, baby. I'm at your service. No. What? Sung by Bruce Willis himself. 
Why did he do that? Why uh, did he do that? It was a whole thing. What was he thinking? Why, yeah. is, why is she nervous? Why are you taking note of the fact that she's nervous and stay... Mm-hmm. She's nervous because of you, Bruno. Back yeah. the fuck off. Yeah. Yep. Listen, I don't mean to offend anybody, but there is no good person named Bruno in the world that I can think of. Yeah, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, check out The Return of Bruno, uh, released in 1987, Bruce Willis's singing album. 1987? Yeah, that's what I got. This is like before his acting career. Most of these white guy actors do their singing ja- jaunt after they've made it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah, isn't it, though? Mm. Huh. And he, so he went on to have a career after this, you said? Even after this, yeah. Weird. How about that? Huh. Failing up. Failing up. The white guy way. <laughs> the white guy way. One on one. Oh boy. That's how I keep getting on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Little do you know, this is a white guy honeypot. This this is down, my friend. This is rock bottom every time. Yay. All right. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>